Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. You make food, then let us help you make money doing Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook, or email us info at businesschef.org. Welcome to another edition of the Business Chef Podcast. I'm your host, Chef Sean Boucher, and thank you for joining us. We've got a little bit of a different show today. One of those shows that you might think, well, that's weird. Why would they be talking about that? We're talking about what happens if you don't make it in this business. Because, let's be honest, it happens. There are times where sometimes you might be in this business for the wrong reasons, or maybe you've been in it long enough and you just think, I want to do something else. The problem is, a lot of times we don't think we can quit, or we don't quit, when maybe we should quit. We're going to talk to somebody today, my good friend Devin, who has made the transition out. He got in, he was successful, he rose through the ranks, and then he got out, and he's doing something else. So we're going to learn a little bit about his journey today, and a special thanks to our show sponsor, ClickLease. For anybody who hasn't checked out ClickLease yet, ClickLease.com. For all of your equipment financing needs, you got to go check them out, guys. The equipment money that you need to replace or to get the new stuff that you need, you can be approved immediately. So without further ado, let's hear from Devin. Well, I, I started off um, probably like many people do in that business at 16 years old as a dishwasher. Um, at Primetime Bar and Grill back in Menor, Ohio, and from then on, I kind of worked my way up the ladder with both Eastside Mario's and then eventually Bennigan's, um, which I found, uh, I was probably with Bennigan's about four years, that kind of got me through college. Um, really just serving, um, mainly waiting tables. Um, I didn't start learning how to really truly bartend until I was out of college. Um, I, I, like I said, I, I got through some time at Bennigan's during college, and then after I found um, Hospitality Restaurant Group uh, in 2003, which was the year after I graduated from from Baldwin Wallace and immediately kind of fell in love even more. <laughs> if I, I enjoyed the business before and the interacting with people and the social aspects of it, but once I found hospitality restaurants and this little place called um, Salmon Dave, Salmon Like the Fish, it was a big learning experience for me and I realized that I, I kind of, I could survive in that business for a while. When I got through to bartending and then found um, a little bar downtown Cleveland right next to Jacobs Field at the time, which is now Progressive Field, um, called Thirsty Parrot. And that's where I really learned, like, the, the crazy atmosphere of bartending till, <clears throat> pardon me, 2 a.m. Um, and 
I realized that I, I wanted to manage more at that time, and that was my opportunity um, to kind of move up and, and start learning how to manage people and work with people and manage a team and kind of pass what I had learned on to, to them. Um, and then that was management probably from then on, um, while I also um, bartended kind of part-time um, and got my, my feet wet in management. And then I became general manager probably about um, eight or nine years into the working with hospitality restaurants. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, obviously you were in hospitality for a while. You, you rose through the ranks. You uh, were able to manage and, and manage a team and lead and guide and, and kind of get the full scope of front and back of the house and, and things of that nature. What do you think it is about hospitality or what skills did you learn in hospitality that you know you kind of gravitated towards and that you kind of still hold on to today even though you've kind of transitioned out how to talk to people and how to interact with people how to build rapport with clients customers guests um, while at the same time knowing that um, your staff was the most effective and important tool in conveying hospitality as as a whole to your guests um, we worked very well together um, as as a whole team but I think I learned more than anything that it was building rapport with people with clients and, and your your workers and your employees as well um, there's no shortage of uh, you know, there's a lot of people that talk around in circles in that business. I think just telling your guests and your employees straight what was important um, was what made me a little bit more successful. Okay, so let's kind of talk about the elephant in the room here, or the reason that we're 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 chatting today. Tell me about the transition. Tell me about kind of the reason why that you transitioned out and, you know, just the process of you doing that. How did that work? How will, you know, tell us about your journey. Well, for me, I mean, I, I love the business. I love the challenge, the, the thinking on your feet and, and always having to adapt and be reactive way more than, than proactive in that business. So that's what I enjoyed about it so much. But when, once we had our second child, um, and my first, my daughter was about two or three at the time. Um, it took about, you know, a few months in to realize that the route I was going and the schedule that I was working, which was the opposite of my wife's as well, because she was working a nine to five job and still does, made it very difficult to have a, um, a very good, a very effective, you know, home life. And that was the most important thing and still is and will always be and should be, I think, for everybody is knowing what your limitations are at home and, and how much, you know, you can put on, you know, your significant other before it kind of becomes too much. And and I knew that, you know, from her having to watch the kids every single night that I would have to be closing and then I'd wake up in the morning and spend time with them, but I was a zombie at that point, and that's when I started to realize 
I needed to think about what was next and, and what I could do uh, to to get out of that business, even though, like I said, I, d- I did love it and I still do like it and I won't talk bad about it. Um, I think a lot of people do. Um, but for me, it became, of course, like I said, important to find my next avenue. And um, the first step uh, for me was talking to, number one, our the owner of hospitality restaurants and, and just voicing quite openly with him that I was looking to move on and, and I needed to make a change in my life and just being open and honest with him. And, and again, you know, the just, there's such an amazing support system that I had with um, all of hospitality restaurants and the ownership was no exception. They were very understanding of my need to get out of it and supportive and always um, letting me know if I ever need to get back in, if something didn't work out, whatever I found, I would have something available. And of course, having that um, as your fallback is kind of a double-edged sword, I think. You know, a lot of people, that's what happens in the restaurant business. You try to get out and you know that you can get back right away and you won't have any issues. I kept it in mind, but I knew that I had to not look back. And I was actually lucky enough to find a good friend who was managing a bank branch um, locally that uh, we used to work together in the restaurant business. And I said, you know, are you looking for anybody? He said, actually, I I am right now. I just lost a banker. And if you come in, I can teach you the ropes, teach you how it's done and how to do it the right way. And you you don't have any bad habits to come into this business. So a fresh outlook is a good thing. And I said, you know, after looking at a few different options and what else I could do to get out of the business and, and go, find the next big thing. I realized that um, I couldn't beat a nine to five job every day and to now be home, seeing my family every night. And I did, I never looked back. I still do go visit and I enjoy, you know, seeing my friends and my family at the restaurants, but um, it's been nice to have a, a nine to five now. You know, you, you bring up some really good points and there's some things I want to focus on here for a second. One of the things is, you know, a lot of times we, maybe not all of us, but some of us look at hospitality as a fallback, as a crutch, as something we can always get back into. And it might not be what we really want to do, but we, you know, are are here and we have to do it. And we look at it from a perspective of something that we have to do instead of something that we want to do. And um, I think that that mindset really affects everything that we we do. So if we are in the business purely because we feel like we have to be, obviously we're going to treat it differently than if we if we really want to be there and we're looking to you know move forward. And, and you know I know for me trying to coach or train someone who really doesn't want to be there is just man it's very very difficult. And so. I think if if people see the opportunity to get out and they know someone, you know, such as yourself has been able to make the transition out, um, you know, they might they might have a little bit more hope. So talk about some of the things that you took from hospitality um, that has made you successful in in what you're doing now. Absolutely. Uh, A lot of what we talked about was genuine hospitality and being able to make people feel welcome 
you know, in a place that wasn't their own home. And I always remembered that when I would have somebody come and sit down at my desk um, at the bank, uh, just to be able to openly have a conversation with them, to let them know that I was there to help them. You know, uh, number one, that's that's always my goal. And, and that's why, again, I really wanted to get into banking because it gave me the ability to uh, help people and to you know, help them financially, and that was a big motivator for me. Um, but I always kind of kept that um, you have to be cordial with people. You know, I learned a lot in um, you get some nasty customers or, or clients or guests at the restaurant that just weren't particularly um, pleasant to deal with. Maybe they had a bad day, but you always had to remember that particular piece is that you don't know what kind of day they're having um, and to approach each situation the same way and each person that might not be um, very excited to talk to you either be it at a restaurant or at a bank branch or at any job that you might be working at you never know what kind of day that person's having and I always remembered that even though it's very easy to get frustrated by people and to have them drag you down Number one, I would just try and, and always do every day just to have a positive um, attitude towards you know what's going on and, and anybody that I might be able to help. Um, and that always um, kind of trickled down to make more successful and more pleasant conversations with my clients once I left the restaurant business. So let's talk about what you're doing now and uh, you know how successful have you been? I'm assuming it's been a pretty successful transition. So talk about some of the, some of the successes you've had since leaving hospitality. With me, when it came to my, my job or my career is that no matter what I was going to take on, I was going to not just do it well, but with the ultimate goal to be the best at what I was doing. Um, if it was, uh, serving or waiting tables and, and being the best because I knew that would lead to more opportunities all the time, you know, be it at uh, the next restaurant that was opening up or if it was moving to downtown or wherever it might be. Um, the same goes for with what I'm doing now. I, I don't do anything, um, you know, 50%. It's, it's 150% and it's with the ultimate goal to be the best. You know, I started off, I learned how to become a banker in probably about three months, but didn't get comfortable until like six to nine months. But that first year, I was able to find success with um, the financial wellness and, and really trying to look at how we could help people. And that was always my concentration. So um, that's where I found success in putting people in the best financial position possible. And I just would always talk about that and, um, led to becoming, you know, one of the area leaders um, when it came to banking within my company. And then um, that's how it led to some success this last year as well, um, where I was able to finish um, in the top 20 within Key. And, and again, it's only because I'm always just trying to finish number one. I'm, I'm not trying to finish in the top 100. I'm not trying to finish in the top 20. My goal is to always be the, the best at what I do and to learn from the people around me and soak up 
everything I can to accomplish that. It, you know, great insights for sure from, you know, things you've been able to accomplish, things you've been able to, to do since leaving hospitality. I think there's a lot of people out there that are very, um, I don't know, just not happy being in this industry. And because of that, they treat it poorly. They, they you know, hate their job. They hate their situation in life. And that, in turn, makes them not perform well in their jobs. Um, I think a lot of times, too, the things that we need to keep in mind are that this business might not be for everyone, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to be successful in something else. And so you, you just kind of have to try, you have to put yourself out there and you have to um, take a chance. You have to take a chance, get out of your comfort zone. And regardless of whether you want to stay in the business or not, you have to do that. You have to constantly be getting out of your comfort zone and constantly be pushing yourself to do things that you maybe wouldn't normally do. You know, if you want to have more, you have to do more. If you want um, you know, different results, you have to, have to do different actions. Oh, absolutely. Um, too often, I think people try to just settle and that's where they find themselves being complacent, you know, either in the restaurant business or in any profession. And, um, they just end up going through the motions because they're not happy in what they're doing. But, you know, that was, again, the thing that made me successful and why I enjoyed working in that business because I was successful. But um, I think I worked with a lot of people that um, were pretty good at what they did, but they they underestimated their ability um to do anything other than work in the restaurant business because it's all they knew. Well, and I totally agree with that. I mean, I've worked with, worked with a lot of those myself and, uh, yeah, it ends up just kind of, um, hurting all of us in the long run because we end up expelling more energy to try to coerce and, and, train and teach and coach people that at the end of the day really don't want to be there and really, you know, really struggle with, uh, with where they're at in life. And so anyway, as, as kind of a, you know, parting piece of guidance for, for, you know, those out there listening who hear this and maybe identify with this, what would you tell people, you know, regardless of whether they want to, whether they want to stay or go, what advice do you have for people just in general, um, who either want to get out of this business or want to stay in it and, and thrive? I would say be yourself. Don't settle. Um, use your connections. You know, we, this is, we meet a lot of people uh, in that business and come across a lot of people. And don't be afraid. Um, when I was looking at a multitude of, of possibilities when I left, you know, and I was open again. I, my, my bosses knew that I was going to be leaving. I wasn't trying to do anything. That would be a good piece of advice, I guess. Don't try to do anything behind any, anybody's back or your boss's back because um, they'll support you if you tell them and, and, you, and they understand that, that you want more um, out of your career and they will support you and help you and use your support system and the people that you meet 
and the context that you come across because you never know, just it never hurts to ask. You never know what you're going to come across or what opportunities might be right in front of you. And I would wholeheartedly echo that. I think that the, the big lesson here is the fact that we don't want to settle regardless of where we're at in life. We don't want to settle with a job that we're not happy with. We don't want to settle with situations that we're not, we're not totally comfortable in. We don't want to hate going to work every day. We don't want to dread having to go somewhere and do something that, that we're not 100% passionate about. And I think that's the big lesson here is that you need to be passionate about what you do. Yes, there's going to be sacrifices. Yes, there's going to be hard times. Yes, there's going to be things that you have to do that you don't necessarily want to do. You know, the grass is going to be greener at times. But at the end of the day, if you're not happy doing what you're doing, then chances are there are other things that you can go do. And regardless of whether you want to stay in the hospitality business or you want to get out, it's important to to live with a purpose and to be passionate and to do things that drive you and motivate you and uplift you. You don't want to do something because you feel like you have to do it and because you you feel stuck. So regardless of whether it's hospitality or anything else, I think these are important lessons to learn. So thank you very much to Devin for spending some time with us and explaining his journey today. Hopefully we can take some things from that. Also special thanks to our show sponsor, ClickLease. Guys, that equipment that's breaking down, the piece of equipment that you need and you just are holding off on buying, or for those of you who are buying equipment on credit cards, it's really time to check out ClickLease. ClickLease.com. You'll get approved instantly. You can really take care of business with that as an option. Thanks for sticking around. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, or anyone who's interested in making serious money. And when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food, Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org.